And now, Jalen and Jacoby. Hey, Rez, DeLedge, in that introduction, did I just hear Public Enemy? Yep. Did I just hear um, MC Breed? Yep. Did I just hear Red Man? Yep, yep, yep. Did I hear Pimp C? Yep, yep, yep. Did I just hear Jarrell Revis? Did I hear Beat Nuts? Yep. Start the intro again. And now, Jalen and Jacoby. He is Jarrell Revis. <laughs> A lockdown corner. And you know I love D-backs. What up, though? I'm David Jacoby. And on the cool check-in. Center stage on the mic. And we're putting it on wax. It's the new style. We're Jalen and Kobe. What do we do? We get a people. What they want. Reg on his A game today. Because you gave him a mic. So, so Jalen and the staff behind my back. See, I used to have some sway over this program. It used to be like Jalen and Jacoby. You know what I mean? <laughs> this, it really used to be. Whatever you about to it say really, is not true. It really used to be like Jalen and Jacoby. You know, it really was. And then now, Jalen, Jalen, first of all, you got to follow Jalen versus everybody on Instagram. Jalen Rose on Twitter because Jalen's really invested in his, in live streaming the show and live streaming the pod exclusive part of the show. So if it's around 10, 15 to 10, 30 on the East Coast, you're waking up on the West Coast, just Check the phone, join in the live. And what happened is, is the wonderful people at the seaport who you're about to name, Corey, JC, Taylor, we created some technology. Mm-hmm. So we can well, go live. They created, I had an idea. They created the technology. And as a team, we're bringing Jalen and Jacoby to the people from IG Live to now IG Interactive, which is the same thing. No, it's not. Somehow you can't figure that out. Let me, ta- let me tell you the difference. Jay. Jay. Let me tell you the difference. Jay. Okay, tell, tell, me, me, tell me the difference. Tell, you the difference. tell me the difference. Is that I'm physically interacting with the people. Before, it was just they were flies on the wall watching a lot. I understand. Okay, so there's a difference. <laughs> okay, you're right. It's kind of like when I'm with my wife. It's like, you're right, Jay. You got it. You're I'm right. Be, I'm interacting with the people. So what happened was is because the way JC and Corey and Taylor wired the system, now Reggie's IFB... Gets broadcast onto the live stream. IFB is the little thing that people on television put in their ears, so only the people on television can hear the words. So now, if Reggie says something into my ear, say something, Reg. Now you can hear it. So now you're going to subject our audience <laughs> to something I've been trying to keep from our audience for eight years. Oh, we got a problem here. Oh, we, got we got a problem, problem here. here. Oh, we got a problem here. <laughs> Reg got a mic. Thought does Reg have a mic? He, he always can... had a mic. 
But only the only audience was me and you. No, we're Ron DMC. He's Jam Master J. He's just speaking with his hands. Every now and then, you yeah. gotta hear his voice. Listen. Well, you know, see, I'm in a lot of meetings you're not in. I'm in a lot of conversations you're not in. You know what I mean? And like, and I feel like this one just happened without me. And that's fine. That's fine. You know, you want me to step back out of my leadership role? That's fine. I got three kids. It was just you technology. I mean? it was, no, this is, this is a mutiny. This is sabotage. <laughs> that's what this is. Last night, there was a good game between the Lakers and the Suns. It was closer than the final score shows, but the Lakers ended up on top because of some good games. From LeBron James and AD, as expected, 24 and 19. But your guy, Kyle Kuzma, had some big threes in the fourth quarter to give them the victory like this one right here. They are 8-2, and two, playing well. Are they exceeding your expectations? No, they're trending in the direction I thought they would, even this early in the season. I promise you, the basketball has kinetic energy. Explain. Everybody gets an opportunity to touch it. All of a sudden, everybody feels like they want to master their role. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it's a player that's not known for scoring. You let them touch the ball. You let them feel involved. And all of a sudden, they're going to set screens. They're going to rebound. That's what I'm seeing with the Lakers. A season high, 33 assists. LeBron James, one of the league leaders in assists. Seven games, 10 plus. Dropping dimes. So now all of a sudden, give up a good shot. Get a great shot to Kuzma in the corner for that knockdown three. Anthony Davis making three-point shots. So the Lakers continuing to share the ball, I think, is a big-time catalyst to their success along with their stout defense. Yeah, that's You know I love LeBron James. And that's one of the reasons I love him because of his energy that you talk about. He shares the ball. He shares the, the star spotlight in a way that someone like James Harden does not. But you, you mentioned Anthony Davis. And last time we spoke to Anthony Davis, he was saying that his shoulder hurts. And we were talking about whether or not the Lakers should rest him. And when you watch this game... He was noticeably grimacing and wincing on some plays. He had his ribs looked at, his shoulder looked at. At some point, don't you feel like they're going to shut him down for a few games? I do. And a couple of things. Anthony Davis is a terrific talent, Mm -hmm. clearly. But one thing about being in New Orleans and being the guy, it not only took a toll on him emotionally because they could never get to his goals as a team, but it took a toll on him physically as the best player. And so now you hope coming to Los Angeles when he does miss those games because he has been a player that's dealt with nagging injuries his entire career. Mm-hmm. That's why you got LeBron James. That's why you got Kyle Kuzma. Exactly. Or you got Javel Not McGee. as much as asked of him Correct. in Los Angeles as it was in New Orleans. Yes. Like he so had to be everything it's, there. It's different when you are the guy versus the guy next to the guy. Yeah, and he's also got other bigs with him, and he had Boogie Cousins with him for a while, but like he's got Dwight Howard and JaVale McGee. Like, there's other people that can rim protect, so he doesn't have to do everything on both ends of the floor. Now, there's good news for Lakers. There's also some really good news for the Clippers. Paul George is back. Because you remember when Kawhi and Paul George both signed, we, you remember the shockwaves that sent through the basketball world at, what, four in the morning or whatever? Correct. Like, it was too late. But I remember being like, wow, Kawhi and Paul together. I didn't expect it would take 11, 12 games into the season for it to happen. But what does the return of Paul George mean for the Clippers? Lockdown defense. Mm-hmm. The ability to switch everything on the perimeter. Two guys, one was the finals MVP and won a championship in Toronto and Kawhi. Yep. The other one in Paul George, who was top three in the MVP conversation in Oklahoma City, joined the Clippers as a team that already made the playoffs without them. Yeah. It still has Lou Williams and Montrez Harold 
balling off the bench, putting up big numbers. Shan- Shamit can knock down threes. We know Patrick Beverly can play D. This is now where you get a chance to see who the Clippers really are and who they anticipate we all anticipate them being. And there's so much discussion of duos in the NBA. And what I like to do is is evaluate how complementary they are to each other. Like, I feel like if, eventually Luka and KP really complement each other well. I feel like LeBron James and AD complement each other the best of any duo. From an X's and O's standpoint, you know, Paul George and Kawhi would be guarding each other most likely if they were on opposite teams. Do you think they'll be redundant? From an X's and O's standpoint, how does this duo work? So I'm going to give you where they're the most complementary of any of the duos you just mentioned. I disagree. I'd love to hear this. You ready for this? The way Luka and KP complement each other, the way LeBron and AD complement each other, and feel free to steal these points, anybody in the media or anybody watching this show. People always anticipate that being offensively. Mm-hmm. Defensively, these two complement each other more than anybody. That's fair. Okay, imagine having either one of these guys always amongst the league leaders and steals. They don't do a lot of gambling. They can guard... Whoever, and a lot of times when they're up on you, those long arms, Kawhi's big hands, when they get the ball, they're going the other way. Mm-hmm. So these guys are going to be able to turn defensive to offense better than any duo in the league, and it's going to be fascinating to watch. And one thing that I'm going to disagree with you, but then also just add to it, like they can't guard whoever. They basically can really guard two, three, four very well, but you've got Pat Beverly on the team and Montrez Hale, who I think will end up finishing games over Zubac. Like, that defensively is a very good team. Switch everything. It really it really is. Switch and everything. You know who's really hard to guard? Trey Young. Trey Young, he has surprised me. What he did last night against the Nuggets was fantastic. He had 42 points and 11 assists. His third straight game He's went between. I don't do my guy. Will he just went between his legs, and then he was he was chirping at everybody. Look at that between legs. Three straight games, thirty and ten. He's exceeded my. Oh god, I could watch that a million times in a row. That's a tough shot too to gather like that with the momentum. And he was looking at the other team. I I love Ice Trey. He's done better than I thought he would. If you expect this from Trey Young. I can't say I'm surprised. I remember when he came on Get Up and following him in college. I couldn't help but do a parallel between he and Steph Curry. And the only difference between he and Steph Curry, to be honest with you, the guy that's been in a unanimous MVP and a three-time champion, Trey Young, better playmaker. Better playmaker. I say he can't finish at the rim the same way Steph can. Steph's really developed out of the course of his year, but Correct. he's definitely a better playmaker. So for if, if you look at their body types, of course it doesn't take a brain surgeon to want to compare them. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you see... They both have unlimited range. And then you just did a great distinction. Steph going to the basket, jumping off of both feet, finishing with both hands. Only he and Kyrie are in that category. Yeah. And then for Trey, the playmaking 11 assist category, that's going to be amongst the league leaders. That's really impressive for a young player. So, Jalen, you know what I love about basketball. I love sauce. I love sauce. I love it when you put it between someone's legs. I love the behind the back passes. I love embarrassing your defender. And Trey Young does that. And that's what I'll show up for. Like you, you show me Kawhi Leonard all day. He's a very effective scorer. He's a great I, defender. You, you know what you I mean? Like, he's, his, he's, got, he's efficient. It's like, I get that. But Trey Young has sauce. And in this game, another thing I love, trash talk. 
He said that he was getting chirped at by the bench. He was getting chirped at by the fans. And when you are in the game, can that backfire? Like, can that end up motivating somebody where they perform better? It works both ways. It can be water on the flame or gasoline, mm-hmm. depending on if the guy get going. Mm-hmm. And he just struggled in the previous game. And so all of a sudden people start chirping at you and you start feeling good about your game. Yep. Those two threes become three and four and five and six and eight of 13 on a roll. In a big time victory, by oh, the yeah. way. That, that, that's oh yeah, a that's a good Nuggets team. Rolled win for the for the Atlanta Raptors. Atlanta and, and, and another thing I'm surprised by when John Collins went down, like he's an important piece of what they do on both ends of the floor. When he went down, I thought that the the Hawks would kind of take a bigger step back than they have. They've done a really good job. I'm going to keep stressing this: the 11 assists. Mm-hmm. I always pay attention to primary ball handlers that go north and south that still have the ability to make people around them better. Yeah. And he continues to do that, and that's really impressive. I'll keep stressing this. He's got sauce. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'll take, I'll, I'll take, I watch, I'll watch three Trey Young games over 10 Kawhi Leonard games. I really would. I, I really would. Why? I really why, would. So why has Kawhi become the poster child? Because he's a basketball robot. Do you know what I mean? Like, when was the last time he went behind the back? Like, just dribbling. <laughs> like, he's great player. Maybe top three in the league easily. But he just doesn't give me the highlights We know like. exactly what you mean, Yeah, sir. you know what I mean. From the East Coast. You like that Rucker Park Exactly. Jalen, just yesterday we were talking about Kentucky being a young number one team. And you were talking about being in a young college basketball team with high expectations and what comes with that. Well, they're not going to be number one for long. Because last night they were... Beaten by the Evansville Purple Aces. Long live the Purple Aces of Evansville. Jalen, my question for you is this. If I'm John Kyle Perry, I'm not too mad at this. I think getting upset early in the season like this can actually help you long term. I think it helps long term. I have to give a shout out to somebody I played against in college and in the league. Former Kentucky assistant and my best Tommy Heinsohn voice, Walter. Walter. McCarthy. He did a great job of having those guys ready. Mm -hmm. And for those... Midwesterners like myself, Indiana and Kentucky have a basketball rivalry. Yep. Okay. And for somebody that lived in Indiana for six years, in 49 states, it's just basketball. It's everything in Indiana. When you ride down the street, everybody has a basketball hoop. Same in Kentucky. So those kids that play for that team understand the magnitude of, wow, we're going against Kentucky, playing on the big stage, and – by the way, this wasn't like a buzzer beater type of beat win. It was they close. Win. No, yeah, they were winning the whole game. Oh yeah, and they're outplaying them the whole game and out out hustling them Correct. the whole game. It wasn't like oh they just had a big time run and won the game. Like they've beaten them the whole game. So it was a terrific roll win, and I want to get an Aces credit for for yo. Here's the thing: what I love about that sometimes you're playing the number one team in the country, and you, you might be a little scared. You know what I mean? But they're playing the number one team in the country. They saw it as an opportunity, and that's the difference. And big shout to Walter for getting them ready to play. Jalen, I felt bad for James Wiseman last night. There was so much focus on him. He became a national story. There was about court cases and eligibility and the NCAA and amateurism. And he played last night in a game on national TV on our air against two ranked teams. And at the start of the game, he got into foul trouble. So what ends up happening is he starts the game looking offensive foul there, and then he gets a little foul trouble. Scores. But that's a terrible call. But he got he just didn't even score in the first half, and I started to be like, oh man, maybe all this pressure is getting to him. But he turned around the second half. He looked pretty good. Memphis did not win. But what did you think about Wiseman last night? 
The one thing I could continue to state about Wiseman, how the University of Memphis and their head coach, Penny Hardaway, are doing the unthinkable. And that's thumbing their nose at the NCAA. Mm -hmm. Usually when somebody's under investigation, outwardly, you sit the player. Yep. They're doing the exact opposite. We're going to play him. Regardless of what you guys' findings are, we'll deal with that then. And as I think back at the landscape of collegiate basketball, a lot of times it happens in reverse where UMass is under investigation and all of a sudden they take the banners down later. Yep. Or it happened to Cal at Memphis and then you take the banners down later. They're concurrently doing it, understanding that if the findings happen, that these games are basically going to be ruled ineligible. There, there was a restraining order you know, put out by a judge who happened to go to Memphis Law School, and there'll be a hearing soon about it, so we'll kind of definitively know whether he's going to play, but there was something that maybe he shouldn't play. And my thing is this is, you might not win in court, but when you play him and he plays like that and he shows that potential, you will win in the court of public opinion. Because that's where the, that's the way the wind is blowing right now with the NCAA and eligibility and amateurism. The court of public opinion voice is so loud that if he is then deemed ineligible to play and we get to see this young man and understand what a great kid he is, you're going to lose that battle every time. Correct. And also for a Memphis team under Penny Hardaway in his second year with the squad is trying to actually build a program to one of the elite ones in the country, you have to show your players that you're going to stick behind them 110%. Yep. yep. And this move demonstrates that more than he could ever speak it. And I think one thing that's important that people may not know is, is Wiseman isn't their only good recruit. They've got five top 100 recruits. Like, they're bringing in a full freshman class. Do you know anything about being on a <laughs> freshman class with a bunch of high recruits? I mean, they've, I'm not going to compare them to the Fab Five, but this is not a James Wiseman one recruit team. They also have one of those recruits by the name of Lester Quinones. Why does he stand out to be in the basketball court? You know, I'm rooting for this young man. Mm-hmm. And by the way, you know, Penny's my guy, so I'm going to try to get him on the show. But I was watching their squad ball, and I was talking about the NCAA and how the rules were so unfair, and I couldn't help but notice those shorts. shorts. I mean, there's so much thigh out there. I haven't seen that much thigh meets in last Thanksgiving. (laughs) And the music does match. It it really does. If you haven't seen it, young people, just Google John Stockton shorts. I know. It's... Here's the thing. I swear he missed the layup, like you said, because he couldn't flex. He couldn't stretch out. He couldn't. Here's the thing. Lester, I know you're trying to be innovative. And Jalen Rose, you're someone who likes to be innovative with fashion. You're famous for wearing black socks that people probably clowned you for. You're famous for the big baggy shorts. Lester, let me go the other way. Maybe Lester's just doing what you did in a different way. We clown Lester now, but maybe everyone's going to wear their shorts like this in the future. No, they won't. No, they will not. Because once you fall down, the cameras are going to be shooting all up under your shorts. <laughs> I got, I'm very familiar with Lester's thigh meat at this point. I just want to say this. is We're going to continue to track this as the season goes on. You know Lester saw us talking about him yesterday. You know he did. Do you think in his head he will ever just kind of let him go a little longer? Here, Lester, here's how you shed us up. 30. That's all you got to do. 30. That's what you do for your critics. 30s. We love you. We're rooting for Penny. We're rooting for Wiseman. It is all love. We got to get him on uh, the show as well. I'm going to say something I'm going to say something I'll regret. 
He scores 30. I'll wear some short shorts. Just, there we go. Uh, yeah. On the show? Yeah. Yes. I yes. Lester. 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 I need you, you to score 30. 30, Lester. You score 30. Give me I'll 30, I'll wear some Lester. short shorts. You score 30, Lester. I will wear some short shorts. On wait. the show? Yeah. Just for like a, just for like the end of a segment. I ain't going to do it for the whole show. No, for the whole show. I, I, said, I didn't stopped. shake anybody's hand. I said the terms. <laughs> I said the terms. I don't see a handshake. This is being recorded. I said the terms. For just a, like a short 10 second thing for at the end segment. of it. No, for, for a segment. One for, segment. For, for sure, for, 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 a segment. for a segment. For a segment. Segments are usually like five to 10 You minutes. know what, Lester? I'm rooting for you, my guy. I'm, I'm rooting well, for we, you. Of course we are. We're giving him yeah, a show. He's on the show every day. And we root for everyone's him. Talking about, everyone's talking about Wiseman. We, we covered his short shorts. <laughs> We're going to be covering Wiseman. We're the only people the number one pick. talking about him. And now Wiseman. Shout to you, Lester. New York's own. Shout out. Jalen. Another basketball game last night. It was a big game. Creighton University and. Hail to the victors. They played Michigan. Who coaches Michigan? Juwan Howard. Michigan is on a win streak. A win streak. They beat Creighton 79 to 69. What do you think of this win? I know you were paying attention. Absolutely. So I want to make sure I acknowledge something. What's that? When the Aces go to Kentucky to win, Mm -hmm. I was at Michigan's game when they were up 25 plus against App State. And App State eventually came back and cut it to single digits and made it close. Sure. A nail biter. That's what college basketball is all about, closing the deal. And so going into the next game, when you see Creighton, and Creighton was dealing with a couple of injuries, that could be a tough game. Mm-hmm. For them to play the way they played and distribute the ball the way they did, knock down three-point shots the way they did, it was really an impressive effort by the Wolverines. I think it's also worth stating, since we spent so much time talking about Memphis, that Oregon did the same thing. Like, I was watching the end of that game, and I, I was rooting for Memphis, you know, because we got Quinones with the short shorts and Wiseman, and I was like, hey, guys, like, you know, cut it down to six, cut it down to four, and Oregon did a good job fending them off. Jalen, is there a song that you like that related to the Michigan Wolverines? Is oh, there, the fight song. Is there, no is question there a song, about it. Is there a song it, that you I like? I love when we play that on this show. Okay. It makes me really enthusiastic. Well, yes! Okay, just okay is not okay. Whether you're talking about your wireless network or college football. So on Saturday morning when you're looking for a game to watch, we know you're all in on your team. But after that, don't settle for just an okay matchup. Do what I do. Find the best game that's going on with the best teams and the best players. Like choosing a wireless network when you go to America's best network, AT&T. Just like the best of the best in college football, you can never, ever settle for okay. Whether you're getting your beverages together. We want the best ones. Whether you're getting your meats for the grill, you want the absolute best ones. You always want the best because just okay is not okay, especially when it comes to your wireless network. So get AT&T, America's best network. Stay on top of your game all season long. Best network based on GWS One Score, September 2019. Jalen, there's some big news about someone who's been in the news for three years. And that is Colin Kaepernick. He will now try out this Saturday for NFL teams looking for his services as a quarterback. But it's not that simple. According to Adam Schefter, he and his representatives were told about this tryout on Saturday, on Tuesday, and then they tried to move it to a Tuesday, when most tryouts are, or a different Saturday to give them more time to prep. And the NFL said, nope, it's going to be this Saturday. What are the ramifications of trying out this Saturday versus a Tuesday or later? Well, a couple of things. As an athlete... You have an opportunity. The stage is going to present itself, and that's something people like me have been standing on the table hoping that he get the opportunity to even show what we already know, that he deserves an opportunity to be playing quarterback in the NFL, whether it's a starter or a backup. If you roll the credits of all of the names of people 
that are on rosters this season getting checks from the NFL to play quarterback, he's better than a large lion's share of those people. Mm -hmm. So now for this workout to happen, unconventional, as you just said. Normally it takes place on Tuesday. They want him to do it on Saturday. They wouldn't let him move it to a Tuesday so he can have, I guess, a week to get ready. Well, it's not just about getting ready. It's about who's going to be there to watch you. If you're preparing for a game on Sunday and it's Wednesday, you don't send coaches to this workout that's going to be in Georgia. Like, you're preparing for that game. And you know how single-minded NFL teams and franchises and coaches are about their Sunday games. Like, I think that the audience at this workout will be one-fifth of what it would have been if it was on Tuesday. But here's what teams should understand. You sign Colin Kaepernick, all of a sudden, this idea that people weren't watching football because he chose to protest, you will see what I've been saying the entire time. There's also a sea change of people who didn't patronize the product because they didn't like the way he was treated. Mm. So you now sign him, watch those jersey sales. Watch people start watching your team perform. Watch the interest in your squad is going to go up tenfold just because you gave him an opportunity. Well, there's also like this straight-up athletic standpoint that I want to talk to you about. I'm sure he's working out. I'm sure he's in the gym. I'm sure he's throwing balls. It's been three years, though. Like, I think if he had this opportunity, I don't know, two years ago, he probably would have been more effective at the job than this three-year gap. For anybody that's paying attention, I'm going to call this the Lamar Jackson effect. Because you saw how Colin Kaepernick was that quarterback rushing for 200 yards, throwing for 200, rushing for 150. Mm -hmm. He was that guy that almost took the baton in that right from a Michael Vick and leading his team to a Super Bowl. I was there. It was the one Beyonce performed at. Okay? I remember us talking into microphones about him and Russell Wilson possibly creating a rivalry. With the 49ers and the Seahawks. Yep. Those two teams just played. I didn't see Kaepernick there. Jimmy Garoppolo was quarterback in the other team with a $130 million deal. So, at some point, I thought he would get an opportunity. I'm glad these workouts are happening. It's unfortunate that I don't believe it's going to have a great turnout. But hopefully, he does an amazing job and I'm rooting for him. Well, first of all, let's do a little refresher and look at the timeline of kind of like how we got to this workout because it'll display just how the distance between everything is. In August of 2016, you see he knelt for the anthem. And then 17, he opts out of his contract. October 17, files a grievance. February 19, NFL settles with him. So here we are, so far removed from that initial thing that two things have happened. One, He's not in the news every day like he used to be. So kind of as you mentioned, I don't think there'll be any ne- too much of a negative or positive impact if they sign him. And two, like, I don't think he's going to be as good, and that's what I'm concerned about. And the fact that they rush him into this workout, the fact that it's on a Saturday instead of a Tuesday, makes me feel like this is more of a PR stunt than it is an actual opportunity for Colin Kaepernick to be on an NFL roster. That's fair. I agree with you. It could be um, attributed to a PR stunt. But the one thing I've learned about being an athlete is if he does a good job, that's subjective. Mm-hmm. Won't be any cameras there. Mm-hmm. We won't know. So that that's one person's opinion. There were people that went into the draft last year and felt like there were four or five people that they were going to draft ahead of Lamar Jackson. 
Now he's in the MVP conversation. The Giants are looking for possibly a new coach after this year. The Jets, definitely, in my opinion, going to be looking after a new coach at the end of this year. So there's no inexact science here. It's opportunity. And I believe if somebody gave him an opportunity, he could be an effective quarterback. He didn't lose that. He lost the opportunity. Well, there's word that the Miami Dolphins, I'm sure some other teams will also send reps, but if he ends up on the Dolphins, like that's not going to give him an opportunity to really show what he can do. You know, that's one thing that, that also bothers me is if he ends up on a team, like let's not throw him on the field. You know, like it's such a sensitive situation. Like I, I'm rooting for him to succeed, and I want just the league and a team to sign him, and that team to sign him to put him in a position to succeed. Well, and a lot of this is who signs you. I said this with AB when he left the Raiders. Mm-hmm. If he would have signed with one of the worst teams in football. People would have criticized him. But since he signed with the Patriots, people felt like, oh, genius move. There go Belichick again. Yep. Okay. So, to your point, it's one thing if Colin Kaepernick does try to sign with a, end up signing with a team that's tanking. But what if he signs with a team like the Patriots? People going to be like, it's a great move. Yeah. Do you know what I want to see him? Just give him, give him like that, uh, that like Taysom Hill role. You know, be a backup, work in practice, maybe throw him out there like RG3 on the Ravens, maybe a few plays here and there, and he's in some packages, and then we can find out and evaluate him on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, instead of him playing on Sunday and everyone looking at him. That's one thing I would like to see happen with him. Well, Jalen, we also have this. An NFL Network League Insider, Ian Rappaport, is saying that Cam Newton... Cam would consider playing. Oh, Cam for the Chicago Bears. Of course he will. Kyle Allen looks like the future in Carolina. He he's playing very well. What do you think the future is for Cam and the? You Bears? just said it. This is one of the worst kept secrets in the industry because we saw how Cam and Carolina seemed to part ways right before our very eyes, and the offense now becomes one that's built around Christian McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. Not around Cam Newton. And then Allen gets behind quarterback. Looks good. And he looked really he looked good. good. That loss in the snow, like he did some good things. So now it's where can we find a landing spot for a guy that's been an MVP. A team doesn't have a satisfactory quarterback that they're proud of, but have a stout defense that could probably be championship level right now. That's the Bears. Bears. I like it. I like it a lot. We'll see. I want to see Cam in a different uniform. He will be. I feel like this relationship is broken. It is. It's over. It like, is. You got, you got Kyle Allen. Get a new backup. But let's get Cam in a new uniform. But here's he the one thing I want to say. Cam has shown me to be a terrific player and a physical specimen. The Bears play outside. Mm-hmm. And for somebody that's dealt with the injuries that he dealt with, those hits feel a lot different in that cold, brisk Midwest weather. I just left Detroit. It was eight degrees, and it was nine inches of snow, and ain't it right. ain't even Thanksgiving. That ain't right. It's, it's, it's a, to quote a great musician, it's so cold in the D. <laughs> it's so cold in the D. Yeah. Jalen, earlier this week, Dame Lillard went to the press, and he had some very nice things to say about Portland and the organization. Here's what Dame had to say. Quote, I don't care what the trend is. Players are taking control of the power and the influence they have. I don't have an issue with it because there's been times in the league that players didn't have that and players were taken advantage of and put in tough situations. So I understand it, but I play for a great organization. I play for a great coach. I love where I live. I have a great situation. Well, that feeling, I agree, Dame feels. 
but that has not translated to wins on the basketball floor so far this season. And last night, the Blazers lost to the Kings, and they are now 4-7, and seven, a worse record than those very Kings. Jalen, this team always ends up in the top at the end of the year, but this year, what is the problem so far with the Blazers? Well, first and foremost, they miss a Nurkic. Yep. And if you're going to have Mama's Boys backcourt with Dame and CJ, who are terrific, one of the best in the game, you need the big fella that's going to balance it off. And he's able to do that. He's out for an extended period of time. When you bring in Whiteside, who's dealt with some injuries, you need him to be dominant. He's had some a couple of good games. I like how they brought along Anthony Simons. He's playing well. Mm-hmm. This is not a time to panic. I've talked about this for years. Portland and Indiana, every time you look down at the standings, national media never talk about those teams, but they're always in a good spot. The last year, last year, the Portland Trailblazers were in the uh, Western Conference Finals. But can I just bring up something? They've lost five of six. Like, you know, that's that's a tough that's a tough go. Jalen, when you lose five or six, morale starts to go down. People like us start talking about it. Like, can't that hurt a little bit? Here's when morale doesn't go down. Dame showed two things in his quote. Leadership. Mm -hmm. I'm not now going to go to the press and say, we don't have enough to help us win. Mm -hmm. What would I say if he said that? That's why we got you. Of course. The other thing is maturity. I love where I am, whether we've lost five or six, or whether we're in the Western Conference Finals. This is not a time to panic. You know, you know Bogdan, Bogdanovich is my guy. Yes. We all pick people that we love, and he mm-hmm. had 25 last night in 10 assists. He's one of my guys. But, Jalen, I've only got one guy now. Forget Bogdan Bogdanovich. Forget what? Lance Stevenson. What? Forget Yurkic. What? Forget Jacoby Brissett. What? Forget Jacoby what? White. I've got a favorite athlete that we're going to adopt on this program. A gentleman by the name of Nas Carter. Say Nas that again Carter. For the people. Nas Carter for plays for Washington. And watch what Nas Carter did yesterday. Yagong! And you know why I love Nas Carter so much? My favorite MC. One of my top Ho. three. Jay-Z. That's his nephew right there. You remember him talking about his nephew and all the old tracks? Well, there he is right there. And what's his first name? Nas. Nas. So he's Hove and Nas. And he's got, he's got Jay-Z's blood runs through his veins. He's doing that. Where can people find the latest on Nas Carter? Here. Right here on J&J. Right here. We're going to make sure, just like oh, yeah. we've done with LaMelo Ball and Jacoby adopting that topic, that Nas Carter continues to get coverage. If you want to get the latest and the greatest about how he's balling and dunking on people and silencing them the way he did last night. If right he here. goes one for ten, what are we showing? The one he made. The one he made. <laughs> That's how we can tell. We're loyal. Nas Carter, you're our guy. <laughs> Jalen Rose, there's so much going on in the world of sports that we always say we don't force topics. So I'm going to give you an opportunity to decide what we talk about in a segment that we call Keep It Moving. If you want to discuss it, you say hit the brakes. If not, you say keep it moving, and then we keep it moving. Are you ready, Mr. Rose? To Cal. Jalen, the top four teams in college football were released last night. Keep it moving or hit the brakes. No real surprises. What is today? Wednesday, sir. Which means they don't play until Saturday. Keep it moving. We'll keep it moving. We keep it moving. We keep it moving. A former Astros pitcher says that they were cheating. Wow. Hit the brakes. We'll hit the brakes on this. Ex-Astros pitcher Mike Fears Fires said to the Athletic that they were using camera to decipher and steal signals of opposing pitchers. Something or nothing. 
It is something. They won the World Series Anytime this year. You cheat. Um, it's something also. It clearly, he didn't leave on good terms with that squad. Yeah, yeah, that's what it, another indication. Another indication. But it, it makes me kind of wonder how much do the public really care? Mm, me, not so much. They won the World Series. You can't take that back. It's mm-hmm. not collegiate basketball or football where you're like yeah. you're taking down the banner, you're taking back the rings. The games were already played. There is something to be said for integrity. And as an athlete, it makes me wonder, how would I feel if I was going against someone that was doing PEDs and was blatantly cheating? I would not like that. I would not respect that player. And that's how I feel about yep. this story. I don't respect that they needed to cheat in order to win the World Another Series. thing that's going to be said is like, well, we're launching an investigation. Like, guess what? Tapes are gone. The same investigation happened. that the NFL yeah, exactly. did. Oh, we're launching an investigation. Like, oh, okay, we're launching an investigation. Oh, okay, got it, got it. That brings up another point that I want to make. The Patriots are going to go down as the greatest dynasty in the history of football mm-hmm. based on its longevity. Mm-hmm. It started with them allegedly cheating. Allegedly cheating. Right? Don't ever, don't ever accuse the Patriots of that. Jaylen. And how much does the public care? Not anymore. Jacoby Brissett is out. But Jacoby's season is back. Keep it moving and hit the brakes. I got to hit the brakes. My guy, Jacoby White. Yes, that's right. Jacoby White. His name is Alec Jacoby White. I will never call him Kobe White. He had seven threes in the fourth quarter, and I watched his game. He was cooking. They weren't all open like that one. And then once a couple of them started to fall, he started just doing everything for this team. Jalen Rose. Am I ever going to call him Kobe again? You will never call oh, him that. Step. step back. Look at that. That's a heat check. Oh right yeah, that's there. A, that was that was like that seven one right there. And that's over RJ Barrett, who the Duke and Carolina rivalry is real, and they got a chance to play against each other just last year. So he sized him up for that one. I'm gonna call him Jacoby so much he's gonna start calling himself Jacoby. That's <laughs> what I'm gonna do. From Highland that's Park, what I'm gonna do. Illinois. Next. The Pistons are in trouble, Jalen Rose. Hit the brakes. Oh, wow. We're hitting the brakes on this. They lost to the Heat in the road. And, you know, they're, they're missing Blake and Derrick Rose. Say that again? They're missing Blake and Derrick Rose. Oh, okay. But I'm starting to look at this team and the expectations they had and the record they have and say, are we going to make some changes down the road? What conference are they playing? Eastern Conference. Which one? Eastern. To the East, my brother. To the East. Exactly. And you know the teams that make the seventh and eighth spot are going to be hovering around 500. I anticipate that they're going to be – Better than that. Mm-hmm. No Blake Griffin. He had just returned. I was at his game when he returned. Yep. Also, Derrick Rose had just returned in that game. Mm-hmm. Once you have your full collection of players, not even including Reggie Jackson, that's going to be one of the better teams in the East. Okay, we'll see. Next, Tristan Thompson did something that you absolutely have to see. Hit the brakes. Let's just check in on Mr. Thompson. It was a good game between the Cavs and the Sixers. And just, oh, okay, he hit a three earlier in the game. He actually hit a couple. Look, he filled himself. Look at this. All of a sudden, he's a he's a stretch five, right? And then this happened. Look at that. Behind the back. You got him. You got him. Seven seconds left. Behind the back. Spin move. Give him a spin move. Oh, and then, oh yeah. Jalen Rose, what do you think about point guard Tristan? I like that he improved in his range. Uh-huh. So what happens in today's dynamic of basketball, you can become a dinosaur as an injury uh, uh as an energy player, you yep. know how I always talk about people are in the game because of their skill, dribble pass and shoot bigs, yep. or their will, run, jump, dunk, block shots, catch lobs. He fell in the latter category. So if he wants to have longevity in the game, 
he got to be able to make jump shots. And so I appreciate the fact that John Beeline Yo, got him shooting and Yo, Are we really going to do this without clowning him for this possession? I, maybe he thought the <laughs> shot clock was worse, but the behind the back is one he thing. That's the first thing he shouldn't do. And then the spin move is the second thing he shouldn't do. And then pull up the logo. The guard's like, serious dog. Yeah. <laughs> Steph Curry's five like, point that's game, too deep for me, two man. Two minutes to go in the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but the difference this is, game was close. This correct. game was close. That's where I was going. This game came down to last possession. Correct. Oh, Tristan. Tristan. Shout out to you, though, for making two threes. Jalen, there's a very important cause, and we don't do this very often, but we need to use our platform to give this cause some light. Keep moving or hit the brakes. If it's important to you, it's important to it's me. Important to me. Hit the there's brakes. a cat named Quilty, and Quilty is in a rescue shelter in Houston, oh, okay. and he's in a room with about a dozen other cats. And what Quilty does after everybody leaves... Tries to free everybody. Jumps up, hits the handle on the door, lets the cats free. Gives them the freedom that they need. Stretch their legs. Be cats. Free cats. What happened? They looked at the tapes. They found out it was Quilty. And now Quilty's in solitary confinement. Quilty's in solitary. Free Quilty. Free Quilty. Free Quilty. Free Quilty. Free Quilty. Free Quilty. Jalen, what are we going to do? What can we do now? To free Quilty. So my brother David Jacoby has firsthand experience of writing sternly worded electronic mails. Mm -hmm. This causes from not only an electronic mail, but a letter. I'm a oh handwritten a letter. letter. I'm gonna write a handwritten letter, a letter about Quilty. With a stamp. We need we need the Quilty movement to spread because Quilty deserves to be free. Sternly, this is worded. a cat that can letter. open doors. And you ready for this? We're gonna make sure they get the letter. You know how? We're gonna UPS it. Oh, overnight FedEx. We're gonna make. I'm gonna sure get a tracking number on that. It. I'm gonna yes. get a tracking number yes. on that. Free quilty. quilty. Free Quilty. Free Quilty. Free Quilty. Free Quilty. Free quilty. You look handsome today. Fresh haircut. Nice <sighs> Wu-Tang crew neck. I know. Yeah. Reggie loves this sweatshirt. Reggie loves this sweatshirt so much. Yeah. Every time I wear it, when I put it on in the morning, I think about Reg. You know, Quincy loves this sweatshirt too. It's like, it's, if you're listening to the pod, this is a, a uh, it's an ice cream. It's a cartoon of the Wu-Tang Clan in an ice cream truck with the big Wu-Tang W over it. And Quincy saw that and he's like, Daddy, let me see that sweatshirt. He's like, <laughs> is that an ice cream truck? <laughs> like, what are all those people doing in there? I was like, that's the Wu-Tang Clan, the greatest music group ever assembled. He's like, Wu-Tang Clan? I was like, yes, Wu-Tang Clan. The mighty, mighty Wu-Tang Clan. Shout out to Method Man, a frequent contributor to Jalen and Jacob. The very first time I heard M-E-T-H-O-D Man, it was like, it didn't didn't have to grow on me. I was like, play it again. I think it came out with, um, I want to say Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to F with. It was 1993. We're talking a long time ago. I don't remember exactly the details, but I think that's what it was. On the mic like smoking Joe Frazier. And one thing that's interesting about that song, if Method Man did an interview about that song. He, he don't like that record. Yeah, he was like, he's like, that's some of my worst lyrics. He's like, and if you, then I listened to it, back to it after I heard that. It's like, peanut butter, skippy, jibba, peanut pan. <laughs> he's just like saying these words. Like, it doesn't even, doesn't even make any sense. Like, he's just rhyming words. But it's just, it, that's just a testament to just his delivery and his charisma. And go cop that new Ghostface Killer. Mm-hmm. I know it came out like a couple of months ago. I'm listening to that still. But it's still fresh. Mm-hmm. Got bars. Shout out to my brother, Raekwon. I need to text him and get him on the program. Shout you out. got Raekwon on your phone? Sometimes I forget you're famous. Yeah. Do you know what I love about Raekwon? Love sneakers. You know what else I love about Raekwon? Still rocking with Diodorus. 
Like, do you remember the song? Uh, I forget what it's called. He did a whole song about sneakers where he names all the different types of sneakers in it. Like, I think that one thing that's that's disappeared from the landscape, and I'm not again, I'm not going to be the old guy complaining. I'm just saying that I'm saying the fact that sort of like a gimmicky or sort of like like gimmicky songs. And I'm, let me explain what I'm saying because gimmicky usually is is used as a negative. Like smooth the hustler, broken English. Oh, like, you bom, know, yeah, bom, bom. and just like I'm gonna do a song about about sneakers and like a uh, Mob Deep and that Q-Tip song where Mob Deep both did their song about liquor and then Q-Tip did a song about the different clothing brands and I feel like there was like whatever it's a Q-Tip verse let's just put it on there anyway, but like I feel like those sort of theme songs for lack of a better term don't exist anymore. That's fair to say. Mm-hmm. That's fair to say. But the, but the one thing I also wanted to mention about the Wu-Tang Clan is they were a group that was rough and rugged and original and bars was always A+. Always. Think about this. You got 10 guys with microphones. You got to come correct. Mm-hmm. Poor you got. <laughs> you got some great verses. You know what I mean? He, he's got some great verses, but he was just around some of the best to ever do it. You know, poor you guy. I feel bad for him. I'm not Re- afraid to say that. Rest in peace to old dirty bastard. Shame on you when you step through to. Shout out. Like, you know what? What RZA is is a great recognition of talent. Like you. No, no, you don't got to make it about me. But I'm saying it's like a, if, if, <laughs> if I heard old dirty rap for the first time, I'd be like, nah, dog. Like, no, that's not that's no, that's not where it's at right now. He, you know, I'd just be like, what are you screaming? It's not even rhyming. You're singing. You're mixing in like soul songs. Like, this is not, you know, like I listen to Rock Kim. Like, nah, this is not. These are not tight bars. These Jizz, are loose bars. Jizzle the Genius had a dope album too. People sleep on that one. Mm-hmm. Oh, Liquid Swords, the very first one. Every single one. Every single one of the very first solo albums. We're tight, not like, oh, we got a couple of good singles, like from top to bottom. Did I tell you about the time I was at the uh, the Source Awards in L.A. Mm-mm. and I first met Ghostface? I would love to hear about this. So it was the awards when I'm not I don't want to implicate anyone, but there was allegedly an issue with Dr. Dre. Allegedly. I'm just, I'm, I don't, video. I'm not, just, I don't want to implicate it's anyone. It's on video. I'm just, I don't want to implicate okay. anyone. I was there. I was there. Right. And I was sitting from here to that wall, from the situation. So I'm gonna get away from that. But there's Ghostface, mm-hmm. and all I know, full in fur. He turns around, the huge iron eagle on his arm, gold. It was so big, it's like life size. It, it, I thought he could just fly. He'll <laughs> <laughs> carry him with him. Yeah. <laughs> it was so dope, and I got a chance to give him that, and it almost stabbed me. But I didn't care. Of course not. Ghostface. I get them on the show. I was um, so you know, I, I used to work in production, and I got this uh, email from a mutual, you know, person in the industry, and they're like, "Well, they need some cameramen to work backstage for Jay Z's." It was supposed to be, I think, it was supposed to be the final concert at the Garden. It was the movie's called Encore, I think. Mm-hmm. So I showed up the day before, which is which you're not supposed to do, but they asked us to. So I showed up, and the guy who's in charge looked at me. He's like, "Oh, you're tall." So I'm gonna have you go backstage. I was like, all right, I'll be backstage. Cool. I looked confident. I wasn't even that good of a camera operator at the time, but whatever. <laughs> so I was backstage for that whole thing, and 
Ghostface Killer is about to go on stage. And this made the movie. And you and, and I did something very unprofessional when you hear it. Ghostface Killer is about to go on stage. Like literally they're like saying his name. And Slick Rick stops him. The ruler! Slick Rick stops him. And, and he's Ghostface is That's he's, a lot of jewels. Ghostface is already dripped. Like That's he's, he's a lot Ghostface, of jewels. Ghostface does not need to add anything to his outfit. Woo. So so go, Slick Rick stops him. Takes the dookie ropes off his neck. No. Puts them that on Ghostface. Legend, it's in yeah. the movie. Puts them on Ghostface. And then you can hear me while I'm holding the camera. I say something. I'm like, ah! <laughs> like, you're not supposed to do that as a cameraman. You're supposed to be silent the whole time. But I couldn't help it. And I was young and unprofessional. And then he took the stage. The, the and game, they put... Was that the show? It's called Encore, I think. I think that was... No, uh, the show was the... Oh. the uh, that was the Bad Boy Tour, I want to say. Yeah, the Bad Boy Tour. Remember when, um, yeah, Def Jam Tour, when um, there's a classic scene when... I just watched that Russell recently. Simmons, Dame gets mad at Russell Simmons for not putting the Rockefeller logo on the jacket. Yeah. But you know what? That That's a pivotal moment in hip-hop. Because yeah. this is when artists start to really not only know their worth, but start to make sure they separated who I am mm. versus... Who I'm signed to. And I've got a brand and I've got a label just like you've got a brand and a label. I've Correct. got a brand and a label. And these artists are on my brand and label Correct. so that my brand and label should be on the jacket. At the time, you know, you know what? I want to talk about that scene. Shout out to Paul Rosenberg just sent me a fresh Def Jam jacket. Shout yeah. Out. Shout out to Pete Rosenberg. Saw him a couple weeks ago just out and about in the streets. And I, w- I thought that that was petty at the time. I remember thinking like, yo, it's a jacket. Like, what's the big deal? Like, why are we screaming at each other? Like, this is kind of petty and strange. As I got older... I understood the significance of that. Correct. You know? Absolutely. And that innovation and that change, that seminal moment, Jacoby, started the movement to where now when we look at artists, they're making athlete money. Mm-hmm. And this is when the, the label started to say, oh, three need a 360 deal. Yes. There's been ups and downs in terms of uh, not how lucrative, how fair it is to be a musician. You know, because then there was like the first generation where you're a musician, you got bad deals, and then people started figuring that out. And then you're going on tours, you're getting your own deals, all your money. And then the, the record sales started to go away. And then the 360 deals came out, and all of a sudden it's like, what? It's like, do you understand what you just signed, <laughs> young lady? Do you understand what you just signed? Like, you can't, you can't make a penny without giving off 0.2 cents. But that, that's what the the machine is able to do for to, to do for someone that's hungry. Mm-hmm. You feeling like. I don't have anything right now. Somebody's going to invest in me. I'm willing to take the chance. Yeah, but they're be like, I'll give you $500,000. And an artist is just like, $500,000? And sign something. It's like, oh, you own my likeness in perpetuity. Yeah. That's it's like, yeah, it's just that's like, so it's like oh, you own, like, I cannot make money. Like, I can't get a, a, a barista job at Starbucks nope. without having to give you a dollar an hour. But, so, but, but see, again, just think about that time. You had Naughty by Nature. Who understood that Brandon mm-hmm. and they were selling their own gear and doing their own thing. When you say not by nature, we all, the, the same image comes to everybody's mind. Correct. Um, Bad Boy and Puff also were taking a level of ownership in the game. Rockefeller, um, Jay Prince, mm-hmm. the exact same thing. And then another level was uh, Rap a Lot. No doubt. That's They're Jay the- Prince. Yeah, but they were basically like, we don't need, we don't need, we don't need to be a sub-label of your label. I need, like, Jay Prince, for real, It's one of my idols in the game. 
I want to get him on the show. I got his book. I need to read it. It takes a lot of risk to do that. It does. It's real comfy to be underneath the parent company. Yo, I just saw that, uh, and I hope Texas voted for him. Shout to Disney Plus, by the way. (laughs) Disney Plus out now. Go get it. Um, I saw on social media that Brad Jordan was running from some sort of office in Texas. I hope they voted him in. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That, that's a game changing thing. But back to the hip hop version of it. So, and then people started to create characters. How about Shock G with the Humpty Hump? Mm hmm. For the exact same reason. Who was his backup dancer? Tupac Shakur. Yep. Shout to Money B. Shout to Clee. And out. I remember being in the Bay Area. An unreleased song I'm going to turn you guys on to right now. Young Tupac Shakur. Jalen Rose got a chance to be around. Reggie called, hates it when you bang the table. It's called What's Up With The Love. W-A-S-S-U-P. What's Up With The Love. I remember them recording that record. And them, and I'm saying, like, this is going to be Let me take this full circle. I'm going to take the conversation full circle. Let me okay, cool. a host. Do you know who else created a character like that? Ghostface Killer. No doubt. I didn't know what he looked like. Before he had the eagle, he didn't even know what he looked like. He he was like the coldest dude in Wu Tang. He's like, I heard, I heard that he's wanted for murder. That's why he can't show his face. Like, there's all kinds of rumors about that. Like, it's like, oh, I'm gonna be a rapper, but all you're never gonna be able to see my face. You can't see my face. He would do shows you couldn't see his face. Like he created, they like they were so innovative. He created a level of mystique around him that wasn't like the other, the other members of the clan. I love Wu Tang. There's nothing better than experiencing the Wu Tang Clan between like '94 and 2000. But also that all embodied an era. Where groups were so prevalent. So now people see the game. And shout to the locks. We're going to get them on the show in December. Been going back and forth with Jada about this. In the mid-90s and early 2000s, groups were celebrated. EPMD. Continuous gold albums. Constantly. Public Enemy. Like Salt and Pepper. Like, there's yeah, so many. So yeah, many. Yeah, Beastie Run Boys, DMC, Run DMC. Like, all that. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Right. It's like, if you didn't have a group, like... Correct. What were you? Tribe Called Quest. Beat Nuts. The list goes on and on. Smith & Wesson. And so, when we talk about... And so, what ends up happening... And now y'all see how you got to be on television. You got to... Because you got people talking... Oh, no. This ready don't know what he's doing. <laughs> I'm telling you, now y'all see what we do with. And now y'all see what this man can have a, have a mic. <laughs> and... and, and Reggie and Demetrius about to start their own podcast on our podcast. <laughs> and in the... 90s groups were so prevalent and then when those 360 deals started to happen to me that's when the labels basically started to split up groups like hey we really want you your your guy uh, we love you we like him how about we just sign you and so now in the game you see labels or crews or clicks not a ton of groups no and I think a lot of that has to do with the money. Correct. Because let me tell you something. A lot of these groups we named, there's been some times in their lives where they had arguments over money. I mean, that's just a fact. Like, if you look at, if you listed all those groups and be like, did this group ever argue about money at some point in some time? When everyone, they was all good when they were broke and then they get big and they start looking at each other like, I contribute this, you contribute that. How are we splitting the money? How's this all going to work? You're going to manage in your ear saying that, well, there you can do better by yourself. Like, this is just kind of classic case. You know how many times people come to me and they try to split us up? They're like, you know, you the star of the show, Jacoby. We know. <laughs> you got to drop Jalen, start the Jacoby show by yourself. 
You and Quincy, he's holding you back. He's holding you back. People tell me this every day, every but, day. But it ain't it ain't just in hip hop though. It also happened in R and B. It also happened oh, yeah. in R and B. Oh yeah. When I grew up, it was all of. Of course, you had those great solo artists like Marvin Gaye and Teddy Pendergrass, but the OJ's, the Four Tops, the Temptations. Oh no, see, see, I'm a little younger than you. Like for me, it's like Total and SWV, New Edition, you know, yeah, 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 and all, Boys all the of Men. That. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like it was groups. Yes. And to your point, a lot of, you know, personal things ha- end up happening in relationships, the finance. But again, can't I, get new kids on the block. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They were a group. <laughs> that, was, that was one of my favorite I things you said addition. so far. <laughs> I'm new kids on the block. You're new kids on the block. <laughs> so, uh, I, I forgot, Jalen, what day is it? It is Wednesday. Wednesday. I got one more question for you. Oh, no. I'm not going to like this. Can you tell me the names of the people that were in New Edition? Oh. No. Oh. No. Jimmy, Bobby, Ray, Michael. (laughs) I just want to show y'all like how brothers, we so much alike, but yet we can't be so different. Chris, Jalen, No, I'm trying to play it off. (laughs) Jimmy. I'll tell you, Ronnie, Bobby, Ricky, and Mike. Yep, and Bobby Brown. Now there's two Bobbies. Now if you flipped it, no. Oh. Now if you flipped it, I can't name new kids on the block. I can't name the new kids on the block. There's a Jordan. There's a Donnie. (laughs) Probably some guy named Brad. Yeah, who knows? (laughs) All right, it is Wednesday. Shout to Mark Wahlberg. It's Donnie Wahlberg, man. Mark's a little brother. Come on, man, get it right. No, I was shouting Mark Wahlberg. Okay. Okay. Just so you guys know in the control room, they can hear you on wax. <laughs> I just want you guys to know that. I just want you guys to know that. Heard him and D. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love this so much. And by so, the way, y'all know I love this so much. And y'all know when this is over, Jacoby going to be sending some corporate emails. No, no. I'm going to let him cook. I'm just going to let the audience complain about it. You know what I mean? I don't have to complain. I don't have to complain. So it is Wednesday. And every Wednesday we celebrate. Hey. Listen. Yes. Ladies! Every Wednesday, we celebrate ladies by taking only female voicemails like this one, Reg, the ledge. What up, Jalen? What up, Jacoby? Shout out, Reg. Shout out. My name's Emily. I'm from Tacoma by Seattle. Um, I was mainly calling just to see, uh, your guys's, um, like if this is the same, if I'm comparing, if my comparisons are correct. So I think that the Pelicans are going to be like how the Minnesota Timberwolves were a couple seasons ago when, like, they had all these good stars. Like, they had D. Rose. They had Jimmy Buckets. But, like, they just sucked. Like, it it was just horrible. And, like, you look at the Pelicans, they have J.J., they have Lonzo, they have B.I. Like, they have all these good players, but, you know, they're just, they're just lacking. Like, it's just not there. And obviously, the Timberwolves realized that and, you know, got it out the way. Look at them now, you know? But, like, are the, like, is that how the Pelicans are gonna be for, like, the next couple seasons? Cause honestly, that's what my, that's what my guess is gonna be. I'm gonna compare them to, like, a year or two years. I don't even know what year that was, the Timberwolves were like that. But, I think that's how it's gonna be. And also, I wanted to say something about my Warriors. I'm a diehard Warrior fan. I know we suck right now, and all my friends are giving me a lot of crap about it because I used to talk hella crap when we were the back-to-back champs. We still are. Um, but uh, 
I think we're going to win about uh, 30 games this season. And that's pretty tough going from how we used to win so many and now we got 30. But, I mean, shout out to Pascal out here balling, balling on these guys. Anyways, this voicemail got a little out of hand. Shout out. Keep giving the people what they want. Much love. Uh, first of all, I want to shout out our new co-host, Emily. You know what I mean? Because she's smoking more in the podcast than not Jalen or I. Reggie used to edit these. Reggie used to edit these down. We got to set a, a time limit for these. I mean, Emily, first of all, I don't, I don't, you, yeah, I don't mean to diss. Like, that was a it's very articulate, joke. intelligent. You're obviously an NBA fan. I'm just playing in Women's Wednesday. So she had a question. She's like, do you think that these Pelicans are like the Timberwolves? And I'm going to say that I understand what you're saying, and that makes sense. But I just want to caution everybody. We're 11 games into the season. Yeah. They added how many new pieces? Like, was it a 12-man roster? So they probably... 15. Yeah, 15-man roster. They probably added seven or eight new players, if you include rookies. The Pelicans? Yes. Maybe even nine. They did. You know, and some of those are real pieces. Right. Like Ingram and Redick and, and Hart. Like, this is... this is. I'm not going to be so quick to judge them in a negative light. Have they done worse than I expected? Yes. But... I do feel like they're young. I do like, feel like the team chemistry is good. I also feel like, you know, Zion, obviously, regardless of how much he would literally contribute to the box score, he would contribute excitement and, and something for the fans to get excited about. So I'm going to say that you'll see that these Pelicans turn this around and play better basketball as the season continues. Yep. So here's the distinction between the Timberwolves and the Pelicans. One word, maximum. I was just courtside watching the Wolves play against the Pistons. And they have two guys on their teams with max deals. Mm -hmm. They played like it that night. Carl Anthony Towns and Wiggins. For the Pelicans, for those who haven't been paying attention, Brandon Ingram dealing with an injury right now. He averaged 25 this year. Mm -hmm. He balling. He had a 40-point game. And the other guy that they're missing is Zion. Mm -hmm. He's supposed to be their star, their best player. So if and when he returns and he is who we anticipate he's going to be, your Pelicans will fly. Your Pelicans will fly. Thank you so much for the call, Emily. Shout out. Reg, what do you got now? Hi, Jalen. Hi, Jacoby. My name is Mary. I'm from Minnesota. Um, I love your podcast. I've been listening for a year now. Um, shout out, Reg. Sucking on the pod. Shout out. I have a soft move or boss move. Soft paper box move, putting toilet paper around the toilet seat at work or in public. I'm in the Midwest. We don't have those here that's the disposable ones in the bathroom, so I have to put a toilet paper around my seat just to make sure I don't get any germs. Let me know. Once again, shout out, Reg. Bye. Let me take this one. I know you love the anything to do with poop. Jalen Rose just runs <laughs> with it. And I, I noticed something pooping. at the LAPC. I noticed something at South Seaport. Oh, yeah. There's a change in the game around here. I saw oh, first a of all, sign. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Before, before you say there was, there's a, there's a. Let me tell you about this, the, the environment here at the Seaport. Okay? I'm a producer, and I'm also on television, which makes me what, Jalen Rose? Talent. And when you're talent and you're doing a show and Get Up is here and First Take is here and Jalen Jacoby's here and, and Round the Horn and High Noon and Katie Nolan, there's lots of shows here. And sometimes in breaks on a live show, you got to run to the bathroom, right? So they have a bathroom 
for crew and personnel and producers. And they have a special talent only bathroom because not because like talent special they need their own bathroom because when talent has to go sometimes it's like a, it's an immediate thing gotta go to the while bathroom. they're on live television yeah, live television you gotta come back so this isn't like a like a a bourgeois thing this is more of a like a functional thing and it's also right next to the studio so in that bathroom one day I walked in there it wasn't, it wasn't looking right there were some things in that toilet that I didn't put there. Run! Run! <laughs> And my brother Marcus Spears happened to be in the building. And I was like, you know, you're gonna get blamed because you're the big guy. <laughs> he was like, no, that wasn't me. <laughs> and apparently, this is an epidemic, Jalen. Now explain. What? So, this is one of those things that for everybody, including our caller, was it Maria? Mary from Minnesota. Mary from Minnesota. Shout out. Shout out her. Shout out. You know, if you, you want to get on, just talk about poop. Jalen loves talking about poop. On so the show. Mary I don't know why. knows. That I've been talking about this for a really long time. Pooping. I hate when individuals Pooping. use public spaces like they're private. Mm-hmm. In particular, this plays out in the bathroom. Whether you're at an airport, on an airplane, wherever you are, a restaurant, there are grown-ups that go into a bathroom, do a number two. Walk out of that bathroom and know that space is not sanitary when they leave. They know it. Yep. You can you can tell when it flushes. They absolutely yep. know it. You're looking at the toilet paper usually as you wipe yourself. You're putting it in the toilet. You're flushing the toilet. You clearly see that there are feces still in there. There's toilet paper still in there. It looks like mud in there. You know that. I'm talking about pooping. Okay. And I've been on a crusade. For these bathrooms to hold these individuals accountable so much so that you got to start adding some signs at the workplace. So yeah. I investigated the placement of this sign and the origin story of this sign. I investigated because I was like, did Jalen bring a sign? <laughs> that sounds like work. <laughs> like I know Jalen didn't bring the sign. I'm going to bring some spray. <laughs> and so this sign was put up and I know who to talk to in the building. I'm not going to say their name. You know what I mean? But I know who to talk to. And I investigate. I said, what's up with that sign? You know, it's like, this. she's like, well, there are, this is, she, shout to Stephanie. She's so sweet. Cause she, you know what? She's, she's the best. She just, she treats everybody so well. She's like, well, here's the problem. Most of the bathrooms here have automatic flush. That one actually doesn't. So some people make the mistake of thinking it's automatic flush. And then leave it there. That's See, how sweet she's she is. She's so nice. She's so sweet. She, she gives like everybody the benefit she's of the doubt. Acting like it's not your own fault if you leave she a deuce her- in the toilet. Right. She's acting like it's not your own fault. <laughs> like it's someone else's fault. It's it's a toilet's fault. Like that's how sweet she is. It's not the toilet's fault. Whether it's automatic flush or not flush, I'm never leaving anything in there. So she got a sign and it says, please flush, right? She said she said there was one that said, please bleep and flush that she really wanted to get, <laughs> but she didn't get it. So we haven't gotten to Mary's question, though. Oh, we going to get to it because I got to say something else, too. Okay. I was recently in L.A., mm-hmm. worked out there when that studio first got built. L.A. PC. Like 2008, 2009. I was one of the first people. I was in downtown L.A. before ESPN. Mm-hmm. Okay. When it freshly got built, I remember being down there going on... Uh, not 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 YouTube, but uh, yeah, it was YouTube. Oh no, um, because uh, you Steph live was, or something. Steph, Steph was, was eating the Vaseline. Yeah. Steph Marbury uh, was doing it too. It was called live stream. Yeah, whatever it was I called. remember doing those down there. Yeah, that long ago. So 
I'm in the bath. I'm walking towards the bathroom. Third floor. Fourth floor. Walk into the bathroom. I see a sign that requires people to clean up after themselves and please flush. I felt like Gary Reynolds, who I love. Shout out. Listens to our show. I know he does. Mm-hmm. And got inspired. Because one day, I'm pretty sure he walked into the bathroom and he saw what I saw. Yeah. And okay. So in a couple things, now let's talk about seat hygiene. Here's one thing I learned as a very young man. If you sprinkle, when you tinkle, please be neat and wipe the seat. (laughs) I'd be lying into this microphone if I said I put the seat up every time before I pee. (laughs) But I got great aim. But if, if I can tell you, know, you got three kids. Yeah, I'm Steph. I'm Steph with that. But if every time, twins. But, but no one shoots a thousand percent. But it, so when I, if I sprinkle, when I tinkle, I'm neat and I wipe the seat. So now Mary asked soft mover boss move laying down toilet paper before you use a public bathroom. It can't be anything but a boss move. Yep. However, I would be lying if I say I do it every time. What? <laughs> so I'm a product proudly of the Detroit public schools. Mm-hmm. They got those metal toilets. And correct. You got some metal ones? Yes. They, New York I, got some metal I, ones. I learned 40 years ago, okay, to 100% of the time when I'm in public to put toilet paper down. Yeah, yeah see, I, I do a quick assessment. I do a, a quick assessment. <laughs> what establishment am I in? How old is this toilet? Does someone come in and clean it once every three hours or once every three weeks? You know what I mean? I do a quick assessment. I got a follow-up question. Go for Jacoby. That I want to add to Mary's question. Okay. Are you like me, the kind of person that when you're in the bathroom and you have to go sit on the toilet, but somebody's in there, and then they come out. Do you feel like you need to wait a minute because the yo, seat is still no warm? No doubt. No doubt. Is that just it's me? just no doubt. No, yo, no. You got you to gotta let that breathe. <laughs> you got to let everything breathe. You got to let everything breathe. You can't go right in there. You can't go right in there. But here's the thing. It's like I feel like the, the bathroom, the public bathroom is a, is a sanctity. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a safe place. Okay. It's a safe place. And one thing is, is as long as those stall doors are closed, right? As long as they're closed, I know that there's holes in the bottom and holes in the top. I'm not holding back. I don't care who's there. I know you recognize my shoes. I know you all, you know I'm the only one with these Jordans. I'm not holding back. I'm not shy. I, I, this, this is the bathroom. If I can't do what I got to do in the bathroom, See, then I can't do it I'm anywhere. I'm not like you. How you figure? Because. You can wait I, for everybody to leave? I don't like. Need privacy? I, I am the kind of person that understands how my stomach yep. feels. <laughs> and if I am at work and I walk into a bathroom and there are other coworkers in there, I'm not going to blow it up. This ain't my fault. I'm going to wait. No, no, no. It's, it, this is nature. Number one. This is nature. I'm going to wait. This is nature. I ain't waiting. I ain't waiting. Yeah, you just I ain't waiting. That's so, not rude. Yes, it is. No, it's not. And, and so I got, I, got one more, I, got, I got one more thing I want to say. So, again, like <laughs> I hate when people leave, use public spaces like they're their private place. Dog. So it's just like when you at a health club. I don't like people walking around butt naked like they're in their home. Yep. So here's the distinction. When I'm at work versus when I'm at home. At the crib, taking both legs out of the pants. Spreading my legs as far as they can go. 
So you, if you got I'm shoes on, you got pooping. boots, you got boots tightly laced to the top. I'm at you're, home. No, I'm saying you're home. I'm saying if you got boots on, maybe uh-huh. you're just about to leave. You're like, oh, let me handle this before I leave. You will unlace the boots, <laughs> take the boots off, take your pants all the way off. And like lay them down on your bed and yeah. then go to the bathroom. I'm in the yeah. privacy of my home. I'm not saying I'm just I, asking a question. It's a I'm yes gonna, or no question. I'm gonna, yes is the answer wow. to your question. Wow. I want to get as comfortable as possible. Pooping. Because that's the safe space. I ain't the dude that's walking in the bathroom trying to be on IG and sit on the toilet. Oh, so, so I ain't that person. No, let me tell you how this how it worked for me. Because I got three kids, right? I got three little kids. I get no privacy around the house. I've had I've had stadium seating while I'm deucing before. Like you got like a standing room only. You know what I mean? Talking to me, having conversations. So I'm, now I'm a door locker, and I'm in there for 20 minutes sometimes. Are you like pops? Yes, exactly. Rest in peace. No, but but and I'm in there so John long that like I, I can't feel my toes anymore. You know what I mean? I'm in there so long. You ever be you ever be on there so long that you they start to get the 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 like your feet fall, your legs fall asleep. So I got another follow up question. Okay, first of all, I just want to point out that Jalen Rose loves talking about this on the pod it makes me a little I'm uncomfortable but we can go there pooping. and also i also want to point out that jillian rose has said i got one more thing to say i got one more question at least seven times correct this conversation. yes 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 but when i'm at work one leg in one leg out no i respect the space no no so I, yes. oh, I got i got a question here's my problem with that jillian rose i'm very concerned about you at this point because some people um, how do I say this? No, Trey both leg in. Let me say both this. legs in. Yeah, Trey Young ain't the only one that dribbles. You know what I mean? <laughs> so if you taking one leg out, that means your pants are on the ground. You could be picking up some information. I got too enthusiastic. Both legs in at work. Okay. Both legs out at home. Okay. Thank that, you. That's just thank but, you. But here's what I want to ask the IG interactive, as well as the people that support. Let me the guess. Pod. One more thing you want to ask? When you're on the toilet. Are you also using the phone? Yeah. Yep. What else am I doing? Staring at the wall? I ain't got a newspaper. What do you want to meditate? What do you want me to do? What else am I doing? <laughs> Yo, I could be halfway to the toilet, forget my phone, turn around and come back. <laughs> turn around and come back. <laughs> turn around and come back. There was a, I was at the, the, the quote unquote talent only toilet here at the seaport. And there's only one, it's like a, it's a one, it's like a regular bathroom. It's only got one toilet, no urinal. And I was in there one time and it was, it was getting spicy. And I opened up the door and there's a talent to remain, remain nameless just sitting right there waiting to go right in. Oh no. Waiting to go right in. No spray. I'm bringing some spray. I'm bringing some spray. I was like, you know what I said? I said, enjoy that. (laughs) Just walked away. (laughs) Enjoy that. I knew I, I ain't gonna act like it's not in there. I, like, yeah. Who was it? I'm not gonna, huh? Who was it? Yeah. Who was it? Well, hold on, I gotta sneeze. You know, we gotta hold get on. I gotta sneeze. I gotta sneeze. A show. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I gotta sneeze. A show. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, 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 What's his name? Uh, 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 Emmanuel. Emmanuel. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta sneeze. I'm not gonna name names, but I gotta sneeze. And we put it on <laughs> You take me too far. I get too comfortable in here. <laughs> I get too comfortable. I'm so, sorry. I'm sorry, my guy. So when I'm I sorry, see my guy. Emmanuel Ultra, I'm going to apologize on behalf of Jalen uh, and Jacoby. Don't do that. For your behavior. And you know what's going to be in the bathroom? Spray. I'm going to personally make sure that happens. Pooping. We appreciate the support. Pooping. We appreciate you. You know what? I want to thank 
Emily. I want to thank Mary. I also want to say, Mary, next time you call, don't ask about poop because Jalen just loves it too much. Jalen wants to start his own podcast. He'll do, we'll do one about sports and pop culture, and then we'll do one about pooping. But we give it great life advice. I, no, we're not. Yes, we no, are. No, we're not. No, we're not. Pooping. And I also want to apologize to my man, Emmanuel Chong. I think it was him. It was a football player. I can't. I can't be 100% positive it was him. You know but I'm who I'm pretty was. sure. No, I'm serious. I'm serious. I'm pretty sure you it was him. Was. I'm pretty sure it was him. I'm pretty sure it was him. <laughs> I'm not lying. Him? Why would I lie? What did you say to him? Enjoy that. <laughs> <laughs> I had to. You gotta make a joke or something. Because, you know, I apologize. <laughs> like, yo, I didn't know you were out here. You didn't knock. I didn't know you were here. You know? <laughs> I didn't know you were here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, man. We'll be back tomorrow. Why's that, Karen? We're not done. We're not done. Me, my little guys, I love them. I'm talking about pooping. What it do, baby? Yeah, pooping.